Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, where you just draft your team and Underdog handles the rest. And you can win big cash prizes. Go to underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app and sign up with code 1010XL. That's Underdog Fantasy. Use code 1010XL. At this time, I haven't, uh, I'm still processing everything, you know. Obviously, we just finished the season, so uh, I'm going to take the next little bit here and, you know, think about everything. You know, obviously with the way we finished and, and it, it's not where we want to be, obviously, and I got to take all of this into consideration. When you struggle offensively like, like we did at times, I don't care who's calling plays. You, you're looking, you might as well look at that thing with your eyes closed and just pick a play, quite honestly, because it's hard. It's difficult. I've been there. And, you know, you're trying to find that one play or a spark that gets your offense rolling. And, and, and with the struggles that we had at times – it, that's, a, that's a difficult thing to, to do, to try to, whether it's in the run game or the pass game. 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your hosts, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, and Hold my pocket. Dylan Denmark. All right, good morning, everybody. We made it to Friday. That means Tommy Mack has joined the program. Good morning, Tom McManus. Good morning. How are you? I'm good enough. You know, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. Good enough. It's Friday. I'm pretty much over it. Kind of. You know what I mean? I hope not. We got two hours. You can be over it. <laughs> I'll noon. be over it in two yeah, hours. You can, you can wait. I can hold off for a little bit longer, but I'm good. Life is good. All right. Good Tony, week. everything good? Everything's good, yeah. All right. How about you, Mike? Would you like to be asked? I'm super, are you okay? As in Super Wild Card <laughs> Weekend, Tom. Oh, yeah. Some good games. Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. Are we uh, making picks for those, or sure is it can. over? I mean, I, it's over. I know it's over. picks is done for the year. Yes. I know who won. Um, thank you. We're going to announce it later, though, aren't we? <laughs> I don't know. Not, not, yeah, I think you should. make a big thing a, out of it? You know what? Let's find I, a little I won trophy the, I won for the you on here. Now, we, we'll make one. You need to make okay. one for make me. Make a trophy. Bring in a trophy next week. We made okay. Tony a trophy for uh, being a breakfast bowl, bowl champ. Yeah. Oh, nice we job. Actually did you made, win breakfast bowl this year? We made it for Taylor. Right, Tone. We made it for Taylor. It's okay. like one of those, you know, tra- like the Stanley Cup. You just keep adding names Gotcha, to it. gotcha. All right. Kind Let me situation. think about it. All right. Yep. Whatever. Beauty. Uh, doesn't have Congrats. to be something you have to spend a lot of time thinking How close about. was Tone? Did he get close? Uh, not particularly. Should no. we wait? No. <laughs> it was... You know, when you get we'll behind him at, yeah. like, you know, the urge is I got to make up ground. So you start picking maybe a little bit more riskier outcomes. Right. You know, yeah. And, yeah. And if yeah. it doesn't go your way, it gets it can, progressively it, worse. That's so, right. Risk know. reward. Yeah. That's how it that comes down to. We all thought the Jags were, um, were very confident in the outcome versus Tennessee, at least based on what we put down on paper yeah. last week. Not to be. So we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll I, get into how it wrapped up. We'll yeah. get into the the fallout uh, and all that. Uh, obviously, news around the NFL is the Patriots moved on from a coach and hire and named their next one within the span of forty eight hours. Oh, I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that Dr- they named. You did not listen to Gerard Mayo anything yeah. on yeah. sports this morning. Apparently. No, I didn't. I yeah, did. Gerard I was Mayo, all the former linebacker. Oh, no kidding. They had um, it was in his contract or something. It, it was. That he was. It came out yesterday okay. uh, that it was in his contract, and then there there was Good some friend. thought: Are they going to abide by that now that Vrabel's available? But they right. clearly did, and they didn't even interview anybody. Okay. And, which even though uh, Gerard Mayo is a minority. Uh, candidate right. at the time and now a minority sure. head coach, you still have to interview outside the organization another minority, minority candidate, candidate, multiple okay. ones, yeah. but not in this case because apparently oh. there, there's, there's a loophole around it that basically when you hire a guy, if you name yep. him 
as the next coach. I don't know why they allow it, quite okay, frankly, yeah. but whatever the case. Well, may good be. for uh, Mayo, man. He's, That's you know, good. Right. Yeah. Obviously, awesome. they identified. This was a guy who was talked about several years ago as maybe being an yep. eventual successor to Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. So yep. they at least had a plan in place and yeah. find out if it's the right one for yeah. them. And their defense so normally is pretty okay, it has been good. You know, throughout the years, not uh, like the offense ridiculous. in recent years has been the the bigger yep. issue, right? For sure, quarterback yep. play. He's yep. still got to go find. I saw one. on third down they were pretty rank. They were up there. You know, I was doing my rankings, but yeah. defensive, yeah, third defensive down guys, yeah. So anyway, well, it's amazing, Bill Belichick, uh, Nick Saban, and then. Uh, but it's Pete it's Carroll, also amazing. Yeah, so, Carroll, so many people oh, yeah. think that you know, oh, Vrabel left. It's a done deal. He's going into England. Yeah. Like, nobody no, really knows yeah. any of this stuff. And you try to put together these pieces. And, you know, there are people saying, oh, he's got a – he's been given assurances by right. the Patriots, all kinds of crazy stuff. You got to wonder in that situation, like, is is Carthen thinking, the GM thinking, mm-hmm. you know what, in, in, instead of resigning him, let me go find my guy, right? I don't I, know. I want, is this I want a, to go down with my guy if I'm going to – you know what I mean? I don't know. It seems like, they're, from what I've heard, this is more an ownership decision then a Rand okay. Carthon came in and cleaned house decision yeah. but you know I don't know Vrabel's pretty well respected uh and yeah. it, there's no guarantee he gets a job this cycle no though. no he not may not a like coach options, for sure right like if it, depending on who gets the job with the uh, LA Chargers and you yep. get what you feel is a pretty good quarterback to work with most head coaching jobs don't come with that no right or opportunities yeah. don't come with. well that. he might do you know like he might be the jack del rio route right go back to d coordinator show your worth again and maybe get a shot again the next cycle around you know what i mean who knows as a head coach would you be interested in jack del rio as the jaguars defensive coordinator i would yeah i think yeah. he's a great coordinator i don't know if you know those ghosts would align but right you know what i mean right. it's, it's weird, probably a but, weird thing to go back to a place where you've been the head yeah guy. yeah but he's more four three, I think, than three four, which I'm more a four three guy, for sure. I think unless you got the nose. Do you think you know, they had the, the personnel? They, they could play either one with no, what they. No, nobody can play nose. So, they but they're, they, they've been playing three four though. I know, and they give run on. I understand that. And it's hard to stop the run in the three four. It is because the guards typically uncovered. You know what I mean? Even in a four three, you're shading the guard and the center sometimes at the both. You know, at the same time. Everybody says, though, and I, I say everybody, a lot of people say now that outside of, like, 30% of the snaps, it's doesn't nickel. matter. Anyway, you're a nickel, and is uh, how how accurate is that? I think there's a lot of accuracy to it until it's time to, you know, you got to stop the run. Then, then no, I think it, it goes up from there. But you got to have a nose tackle that doesn't get moved off the line of scrimmage. And those interior guys got moved way too much mm-hmm. off the line of scrimmage. So... But I do think, and I've said this many a times, I've, you know, Devon Hamilton is a guy I've always thought could be a very interesting three technique in a 4-3. Put him on the edge on a guard. He doesn't get double teamed. He's just got to handle the guy in front of him. Now, granted, he did that in the different packages and whatnot. Um, you know, hope we get a different well. Devon Hamilton in 2024 than we got in 23. I, I agree with that. I Listen, mean, injury I'm not happy set with any back, of those interior guys. You know, once he got back, and I mean, they, they kept telling us physically there was no reason. Yeah. For him to have any limitations, and then he yeah. came back, and then he was inactive for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, and even when he was active, he wasn't wasn't very good. You know, he had a couple plays here and there, but th- that goes for the the interior guys. I mean, Foley had a couple plays here and there. Roy Robinson Harrison had a pretty okay year. You know, not you know great, but okay. And Gotsis, I don't know. You know, what did those guys really do this year? Did you hear Foley's name? 
No. He's supposed to be an absolute beast. And, and he's he, supposed to be that guy who can I know, anchor disrupt, the middle. I know, do all that stuff. But, you know, and, and what did they do? That That's a personnel decision. Hey, we're going to re-up the guys that we feel that, you know, finished his game last year really strong. And, and Roy Robinson this year. Harris did. Yeah, right? he, did he had a, good, a really he, good end to 2022. You know, down yeah. the stretch, he played right. really well, and that's right. what why they gave him that. You know, we always talk about you right. want to reward your own guys, right? And they've really felt Devon Hamilton was on the brink of a major step forward, yeah. or you don't give him that contract now, right? Like, right. You well, know, was that a miss or was that injury that set him back this year? I don't know if we can know that. No, at this no. point, I'm not saying get rid of him, but again, he, he that that interior three did not have. A good year this year. Got to be Overall. better across the board. Yep. Um, so uh, we'll get your thoughts coming up on the defensive openings on yeah. the coaching staff, right? So save your thoughts on that. But ran a poll yesterday. Now that the job is open, which of these potential defensive coordinator candidates, if any, would get you the most excited for the Jaguars? Uh, Leslie Frazier won the poll out of the four options like we gave it. at 36%. Uh, Ron Rivera came from behind and t- took second place at 24.7. You're shaking your head. Nah, you know? I don't want him. Okay. Well, he's just had his he, – he needs some time away, time off, in my opinion. Okay. I, just don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just – he doesn't do much for me. All right. Uh, Wink me. Martindale, now formerly yeah. the Giants, got uh, 23% just behind Rivera. And Ejero Averro is a guy they requested to interview and were right. turned down by Carolina. Right. That doesn't mean he won't become available – you know, depending on what your timetable is, because yeah. they want to interview him for the head coaching job. If he doesn't get it in Carolina, they hire somebody else. Maybe he keeps Averro on the staff. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah. You know, so he could become available. He I got Atlanta uh, 16 percent interviewing him too, weren't aren't they? Or trying uh, to? for the head job? Oh, I think the they want. To, right. Okay. I mean, because they, they got the Jags got blocked because it would be a lateral move on the defensive okay. coordinator interview. Right. right. Um, so. Uh, that's where they're at right now. Anyway, uh, over 800 votes on that one okay. yesterday. I like Leslie. I think he'd be good. I mean, his yep. most recent tenure with Buffalo, and yep. like three out of those five years, he was elite defensively. Agreed. You know, yep. um, in terms of scoring defense, pass defense, everything across yep. the board. Yeah. Uh, they had fantastic numbers. Now he had some good material to work with as well, but yeah. regardless. You know, I mean, you're not going to be one of the top scoring defenses in the league with a bunch right. of bombs. Right. Well, I think, look, I, and and I don't know Caldwell that well, but, you know, we, we need a coach in here that holds everybody accountable because maybe that wasn't happening enough, um, especially with the mistakes. Well, you kind of heard when Doug Peterson said, and I think it was partly Mike Caldwell and partly just the overall too much of this went on this year, that we'll fix it in the meeting. Right, that that right. Doug brought this up on Monday. That yep. you got to fix it when it happens. Like on the practice right. field, it was a, a lot of all right. They messed that up, but we'll go over it in the meeting and we'll get it straight. Well, but but Doug has some of those messages out there too. He's sure, like, you know, hey, it's a learning experience. You know, it's we we got to get better. You know, it's gonna. We think it's gonna happen. You know, Mike Caldwell. Look, when he said imposters, I remember that. I was like, that's really weird, right? The crowd noise. Um, I don't know that maybe they're kind of two of the same. Maybe you need a little contrast there. You know, maybe your defense coordinator needs to be a little bit more. Wink Martindale. Yeah, Wink Martindale. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, just accountability, man. Look, if you screw up, you, you, 
there's consequences. There's got to be. You can't you can't have free touchdowns given away. I mean, we did that. Now, getting beat at the line of scrimmage to me that that's all personnel stuff. So that that that's got nothing to do with scheme in my my opinion. Um, I think that's more of just guys getting beat, and it happens. You know, sometimes you're just not strong enough up front. But even against Tennessee, I mean, those linebackers, man, the, the D linemen were in their lap a lot. You know, you can't function. You're trying. I was saying this to Lonnie last night. Lonnie Martz, he's like, yeah, you're trying to get through two guys to get to one. It's like, it's it's really difficult to do that. So, um, you know, look, they got to upgrade. They got to beef it up. And then we know on the offensive side too, center wasn't good. Right guard wasn't good. Left guard was, you know, okay, but nothing, you need to upgrade those interior three. If you think about it, the outside guys were good on both sides of the ball. Trayvon really has developed. He's going to be a beast, I think, and Josh had a great year in the two tackles. Anton, hey, we might have been forced into that pick, but I think he was a really good pick. I think he, he did a great job as a rookie. Uh, he's You know, you won't find an, an old rookie team without him on it yeah I know I know at this point in time yeah. so all right today's question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy real estate which of these road underdogs is most likely to win on mm. super wild card weekend uh and these are there are four of the road teams that are underdogs two are favorites uh, Cleveland and Philadelphia are uh betting favorites going into the weekend uh you've got Green Bay versus Dallas the LA yeah. Rams versus Detroit Miami versus Kansas City and Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. You can vote on that at MD underscore 1010XL. Hit us up at 1010XL Fat Tony at Meathead 55 and at 1010XL Denmark. Hold my pocket. Good morning, Young Pockets. Good morning. How are you? We're good. What are our three uh, keys to victory? Oh, wait, never mind. Damn it. <laughs> Ouch. Mm. Yeah. Went there. It still stings, man. It yeah. sure does. You went there early. All right. We'll get Tom's thoughts on the events of the week for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it will invite your Feedback as well, 641-1010 on the Ulper Roofing phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures or hit us up, as we said, on social media or the YouTube chat, however you want to get in touch with the program. You know the ways to do it. So let's go and uh, wrap the week with a couple of hours of Jaguar discussion, hopefully lay some of the groundwork for getting better in the 2024 offseason. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Mac in the Middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, happy Friday to all of you out there. Glad you're being a part of Jaguars today, this morning. Hopefully, as the days pass, your pain, anger diminishes <laughs> somewhat. I mean, look, you yeah. can be angry all you like. Yeah. You can feel however you like, uh, yeah. as long as you like, for that matter. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I don't know. It's more somber than anything. I'm past the. I mean, there's nothing to be angry about anymore. I mean, you're just gonna, you know, uh, move on and look for forward you, to next year. For again, maybe it's just a very vocal minority of the fan base. Hard to know exactly what the numbers are. Yep. Uh, they're angry that the general manager is coming back, and in many cases, they're angry that the offensive coordinator uh, was said to have done a really good job. Yeah. And the entire defensive staff got blown out. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you, and I've been asking everybody this week, had to pick one. Which was the better unit this year, offense or defense? Oh, I mean, defense. 
I mean, defense carried this team for midway. Yeah, they crumbled down the stretch, but so did the offense. The offense had crumbled I mean, at all various points throughout. You know, the year. and this whole like I, I don't, you know, this whole well, the, well, the give the takeaways, the twenty-seven, which were fifth best in the league by our defense. They just kind of, you know, they 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 covered up all the, you know, the deficiencies. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Those are twenty-seven takeaways. By the way, our offense gave it away thirty times. Right. The quarterback about twenty. You know what I mean? So, and I we're not going to do anything with the quarterback. We love the quarterback. We want to see better out of the quarterback, and he's our guy. But I don't know, man. I I do think takeaways do mask sometimes. Like if yeah, you if you're, you're still taking them away, I understand pressure, that. But some picks. of that, some of it is some of it is like you know did did the Ravens take it away when Trevor Lawrence dropped it on the ground? Sometimes you okay you guys make me you know what I mean? Like some sure. takeaways are they throw the ball right to you. You know what I mean, and and as long as you don't drop okay. it, you could have attrition on both sides. There's sure still can. minus three in the turnover my, my ratio. Po- my point being, what I'm getting at that I don't think the defense was as good as it appeared to be in the first half of the year because I do think that if you're playing bend but don't break and you're coming up with the takeaways, that's fantastic if that's sustainable. And it turned out to not be for this. I, I listen. I kept track of yards per carry pretty much every week, and it. Did it was at three six? It did creep up to four one over a, a period of time. So they were giving up more yards. The three six to three oh, eight defensive yards defensive per yards allowed. per carry. The three six three point eight was a good bit of the year up to about San Fran. To be honest with you, they were ranked very high. Third down, they're ranked really high. Well, how do you do that, Tom? Running the three four defense without a nose tackle? I don't know. Good point. Yeah, I'm serious. No, I, I'm I not, know. Like I'm just, you know, it, it's, and by the way, Devon wasn't in there during the, the right. when they were doing well. So maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know that either. And you know? maybe. Um, and look, nobody's saying either unit was great. It's just no, I think that's no. the the been the thing, Tony. It's it's been one relative to the other. At the very worst, it seems like a push. And I yeah. think more people. If you took you know a hundred people that really follow the team closely, yeah. fans, anybody. And you, which was the better unit? I think defense would get more votes as being the better of the unit. Yeah, as we've talked through it since the beginning of the week, Tommy, I have felt each day more, I have felt more that they both could have been gone and yeah. I wouldn't have batted an eye. Yeah. Right? Like, it wouldn't have bothered me at all if both coordinators were out of the building. It certainly yeah. wouldn't bother me if Trent Baalke was fired. Yeah. Right? As the general manager. None of those decisions would have bothered me. The discussion all comes in when – why is it just Caldwell? Right. Right? Like, I think right. that's more the discussion is why, from an organizational standpoint, is it just the defensive staff right. that is wearing the collar on this from that perspective? Like, from the accountability perspective of we're letting people go, yep. why is it just the defensive staff? Because I think you're right. I think there is an argument to be made that the defense was better than the offense this season, and even more so when you think about the expectations that were heaped upon both yeah. When we were going into the year, yeah. Well, first of all, Tony, I didn't, I wasn't expecting anyone to get fired. I really wasn't. I, I wasn't didn't think it was scheme. Yeah. Now I'm not on the inside with like, hey, maybe there's some coverages that are too complex, and he's he never, you know, uh, you know, made them simpler to to understand and execute. But I wasn't expect even on the offensive side. I just thought, hey, a little bit better personnel and some accountability. And to me, that comes from the head coach. And if the defense coordinator's not holding his guys accountable, well, then the head coach has to make sure that they're held accountable uh, some way, somehow. But with that being said, you know, look, let's let's look at it from this way. Uh, I was talking to Coach Campbell last night off off the air. I was like, 
He's like, look, you know, uh, when Doug gets the call and he's putting his staff together, he's not getting everybody he wants. Other guys are under contract. They can't move. So then he tries to find the best that he believes is for his team. So he goes with an unproven first-time coordinator in Mike Caldwell, right? Uh, under Todd Bowles. Should be a good fit, you know. But it's not – maybe it's really not his guy. And maybe because of the way the season ended, and maybe because there's a little pressure from higher up, I don't know, that you had to make a change. And maybe it was Doug's way to be like, all right, we tried it with him. I don't like the way it's going. And I want to go get a guy that I personally know that's maybe proven. You know what I mean? And that could be the the situation. I don't know. I was I was shocked. I don't shocked, surprised. I felt like it was kind of a knee-jerk reaction. I felt that he was the scapegoat, Mike Caldwell, and that staff. I even feel like the Bernie Parmalee and the assistant line coach, that's just to, you know, level it off, you know, to make sure – you know, both sides are taking hits. You know what I mean? Bo- both sides are, you know, accountable. Right. And the running game was bad this year. I agree. Uh, but, but wasn't um, – the, the old line was bad this sure. year. And ETN was as good as – I mean, with that line, he actually played pretty well. Now, his yards per carry was way down. There's no doubt about that. A um, lot of touchdowns, though. Made a lot of people miss after hits, right? When but, he, but who gets – like, did Bernie Parmley teach him how to make – I feel like Travis Etienne knows You know how, how I feel about position coaches. You, you, As a veteran, you have – eventually you don't really need – I don't want to say that so disparagingly. You need them, but you should know everything just as well as they know it by year three. You know what I mean? Maybe even year two. Three, I think for, four, for maybe a not running a quarterback. Well, it's so instinctive. I'm talking. Like, I'm, I guess I'm looking at my as a linebacker. Like if I don't know everything by year three, there's a problem with me, not them. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm playing, I'm studying, I'm, I'm learning, I'm memorizing. Eventually, it becomes second nature, hopefully. But yeah, interest. I just I didn't I didn't see it coming. And again, for me, it's more. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in the camp of getting anybody fired. I don't. I'm not saying fire Trent or Press, um, or or any of them. But you got to make it better. And uh, we know where they they're deficient. I think on the outside they're pretty darn good overall. I like their safeties. I like their backers. Uh, on offense, I like their weapons. You know, you can make a case that with losing Kirk that hurt them big time. But at the same time, Parker's. Similar kind of player, and you use them similarly. Similarly, if I could pronounce that, that speech class was tough back in third, back in third grade. Um, but you know, he, you that did hurt. The O line did you no favors. Trevor, by the way, in his defense, I don't think he had a good year overall. Uh, he got the crap kicked out of him every, pretty much every game. And I'm not just talking sacks, Tony. We would talk about it every week. Like he's standing, making throws, knowing he's getting drilled. And I'm not even just talking the injuries. I'm talking all the hits. Yeah. He took way, way too many well, hits. And you could see season. the difference within games when he had any kind of pocket. Yeah. Right? Like, you could see it. Yeah. Like, those big, deep shots, those kind of special throws that he's capable of making, all yep. of a sudden they would be back, and you'd go rewatch the play, and it's like, oh, he could step up. Yep. Right? Like, it's it's not a mystery right. as to why things would necessarily go bad on that side of the ball, and he did. He turned the ball over way too much. I'm with you. It didn't have the season that we all expected him to have. Yeah. This year, all of those things are true, but 
that doesn't excuse how bad the offensive line really was. They were yeah. so much worse this year yeah. than they were the year before. Yeah, and, and look, he, he th- there's something with him as well. Look, we love him. He's our guy. He's got all the physical tools. He's a tough kid. You know, just he's just inconsistent with where the ball needs to be on every given throw, even his completions. Sure. And I know that not everyone's perfect, and, you know, receivers bail their quarterbacks out all the time. I get that. But I think too much of that. Or misses, you know, sailing it over their head. Now, what factors into that? Hey, can he really step into it if the line's, you know, giving up pressure? Mm-hmm. You know, is I think he lost confidence in both the line. I think he lost confidence in his receivers as well. But he's got he's got to fix some things too. I mean, he does. Year three is going to be a big year uh, for Trevor Lawrence and 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 seeing what he is as our franchise QB, in my uh, opinion. All right, let's get a call or two in as we get rolling here on this Friday. If you want to get in, talk Jaguar football. You know the ways to do it. Primarily at six four one ten ten on the All Pro Roofing phone lines. Matt and Callahan first up this morning. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, fellas. How are we doing today? We're hey, all right. What's up, man? All right, just kind of want to go in. I know we always go at Trevor but looking at the offseason and kind of <clears throat> we gotta I, we sometimes forget sitting a whole year plus out in the NFL at a skill position is is tough so with Ridley sitting out as much as he did coming in the wide receiver situation I vote we I mean I'm kind of adamant on keeping Ridley because it took a year they were both Robins where they came from in essential the, the Batman was on their way out but you had Larry and Julio beside them before they got to Jacksonville, which makes a difference. It took It's going to take a minute for them to get their kinks ironed out. They're going to have a full season together, a full off season together, and I think next year they got it figured out. Now we just got to protect Trevor, tag Ridley, pay Allen, and then let the rest fall where it way. All right. I uh, appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, nice, uh, I mean, look, nice if they call. can get something done with Josh Allen that quickly, that's a big yeah, question right. because if they don't, that flexibility – Tag Ridley goes out the window because you're not right. letting Josh Allen leave. No. Uh, that's no malpractice no of uh, the highest degree if you do. Right. What are you willing to pay Calvin Ridley? Thought about making that our question today, honestly. We'll probably do it someday next week. But you paying him $20 million a year? Four years, 80? That's a good question. Pay, that's more than Christian Kirk's getting paid here. Well, I'd like to know – well, before I answer that – Okay. Um. I'd like to know the truth on the routes. If he forgets them, if he doesn't know them, I'd like. I mean, they're not gonna. Nobody's gonna say it, but I, I see it. So I know. I know he he for either doesn't know what he's doing at times, forgets what he's doing at times. I've seen the frustration. Now, granted, he makes great plays too. So I don't want him. I don't want him to go. I don't want him to stay. Um, but if he's gonna go rogue too many times, meaning he doesn't run the right route or is in the wrong spot. That's a big gamble giving him that kind of money. So I'd rather, if you could, tag. I tag his ass. I, I shouldn't say I tag him. I'll tag your ass. I tag your ass. No, I tag him because I want him, and I would do everything I can to make sure Josh Allen is is wicked happy with his money. All right, let's go to uh, Drew in Keystone Heights. Uh, Drew, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I just my thoughts on the Jaguars this year. I think Trevor played a few games that he shouldn't have played. I think he was hurt. He should have, you know, set out. But I think they messed up when they got rid of Rourke. Not saying he'd be the savior, but what I'm saying is he was in the system. So in case the backup did get hurt, he would be there to, to fill in. And I think Trevor went ahead and played games he shouldn't have played. 
Also, I think Balky needs to be gone um, for just for passing on Aiden Hutchinson in that first round, you know, a year ago. Um, <laughs> that's just that's just my thought. All right, thanks, thank you, Drew. Appreciate yeah, it. I, like, I, like, you're, Listen, at some point, I think Trayvon's going to turn out to be a hell of a player. Aiden man. Hutchinson was a better player. He is a better player in every category. He he's a better player statistically at this point. At this point at right, this point. and and that's. Two years in, that's half your rookie deal. It's okay. He's right. Yeah. Um, the the Nathan Rourke thing is ludicrous. Like, I agree. They, they didn't make him. They first of all, they didn't get rid of him. Right. It, it, this happens. Guys who are on practice squads or get, get called up, get waived to go back down to the practice squad. He was sitting on the practice squad. Right. Anyone could have signed him, him the whole season. Yeah. They didn't get rid of him. They didn't need him. But there was no situation where the third quarterback had to play. Matt yeah. Barkley had a few kneel downs at the end of the Carolina game. Yeah. They they didn't. There's no mistake. There's nothing Nathan Nathan Rourke would not have played a snap had he not left here. No. Not a snap. No, he was on the practice squad for a reason. So there were, the, you know, this, maybe the, something down the road, but no, he was not going to do anything this year. And you got Bethard to be your backup, and he's more than capable of being a backup. And you know what? There may be some truth to the, you know, the head injury especially. You know, after he, he got the concussion, maybe, you know, maybe he shouldn't have come back. I don't know. You know, they cleared him, though. Oh, you look, know? Trevor so, himself said that the only – Thing that really bothers him the shoulder was the shoulder I think yeah. the, the other stuff was in the past like it's done I'm not right. dealing with any of it I've healed from all that kind of stuff yeah. so I, I don't and know that was why. just one game yeah right because he the, missed the concussion, but the... you had the knee you had the ankle yeah. you had all that stuff and yeah. you know people were you know wondering collectively yeah is that wearing on him and he said no it's it wasn't a factor well, I, you know it's wild like his knee right we're like holy cow and then he comes back and he has an unbelievable performance against new orleans and running the football i mean he ran for he was the highest rusher i think that game correct you know what i mean but maybe over time it got worn down it got worn out the ankle he's the saying knee. no okay he's saying he got past it and like it, it you know, he's one... got to fix some things there's some, some oh there's, things there's, there's no things. question he's got to yeah. fix some things all right uh if you're on the line stay there we'll get to you coming back on the other side uh, appreciate the calls at 641 Ten ten. We'll continue on. Uh, no keys to victory today. Tommy Mac Friday. It's Jaguars today on ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. Hey folks, Mike Dempsey for Tire Outlet. Are you looking for the best deal on your next set of tires? Why wouldn't you be? Well, Tire Outlet never falls flat. They offer the best selection, the best quality, and yes, the best prices on all the tires that they have. So you can find the right ones for your vehicle. And they have over forty years of experience. Fourteen locations around the first coast for convenience and a legendary price match guarantee. You can trust your vehicles in great hands and a fleet of skilled technicians ready to maintain and repair your vehicle as well to keep it operating at its best. You get it all at Tire Outlet where you always get wholesale prices and premium service. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, uh, I'll see if I got this right here. Josh Allen this season had 17 and a half sacks for the Jaguars, right? Uh, in your opinion, I, I would assume clear team MVP. Yeah. I, not, not even, yeah. I don't even no, think there's another contender. What? And not just, I mean, the sacks, yeah, but he was disruptive pretty much every game this year. So on the, uh, the text line, um, designed by Lifetime Enclosures here, um, uh, it's talking about uh, the defense. So many of them just came in. Um, here it is. Y'all talk about the sacks the ends had, but seriously, how many of those were important, impactful plays? Not a lot. Josh Allen had 17 and a half sacks. Yep. 15 of those came in wins. Yep. 
You tell me that wasn't impactful? Right. Like, one and a half came in the Cincinnati loss, (laughs) which was an overtime game, and one came against Tennessee. Those are the only sacks he had in losses. So you tell me when he had 15 sacks in those nine wins, those weren't impactful plays? I think people get – look, there there were two, I think, that were hustle sacks, right? Okay. Still sacks. I bet T.J. Watt's got a few of those. I know. I'm not defending. I'm just saying they think that, oh, well, those are just hustle sacks, so they don't really – count but they do count and I disagree that guy look again it's not just the sacks he was in the backfield all year long he was a disruptive force all year long and guess what he did it with not much pressure from his counterparts on the inside he did get a lot of help from Trayvon Trayvon's turned out to be a hell of a player his techniques getting really good he's going to be a beast in my opinion so no he yeah. uh he's had a Josh had a tremendous season. Yeah, those kind of arguments, then I guess Micah Parsons, the only sack that would count against the Giants is when they're not leading by 14. Yeah, right. Right? Like, if he's dominant that day, he's dominant that day. Right? And you get credit for whatever you did over the course of the season. I, I think we don't watch other players the way that we watch the Jaguars because that's yeah. our guy. We're yeah. watching every snap he takes. That's right. Right? So when yeah. there are lulls even within a game, and you're like, where is he right now? Yeah. Right? Like, I think yeah. fans get that in their head. Where is he right now? And it's like, well, he's had five really impactful plays on the outcome right. of this game already. Right? right? Like, I think those kind of yeah. things are real, and yeah. you're not watching any other player in the league to see why isn't he impactful yep. right now. It's right, just so not how, the same way. How about this? I mean, uh, when's the last time a defender's had 15 sacks in a season? 15, not 17 and a half, 15. When's the last time? Never. Never. Right? Yeah. Right, exactly. It's hard to get sacks, so shut up with that logic. That's ridiculous. 17 and a half is 17 and a half. It's, right, I mean, it just, nobody I, I think just does that. What I think is they, they think they have to come <laughs> like they did against Tennessee where they got we got the sack, forced fumble, touchdown to beat yeah. the Titans in week 18 right. last year. Right. That's rare. Right. You might have a couple of those all right. year yep. if you're lucky. Yep. The whole season for the whole team. How many forced fumbles did Josh have? Do we know that? Because that's uh, he did knock the ball. I mean, he listen, his his technique got tremendous. Mm-hmm. Remember, we were talking about a thing two. of beauty. Just two. Just two. Knocking it out and that would be uh knocking it out and recovering the fumble, no, that just, kind of no, stuff. That's just two. Four, forced, two forced fumbles okay. is what he had okay. this year. So. I thought maybe there'd been more than that. No. Yeah, he had four last year. Okay. I mean, again, he's disruptive. Look, are there higher, more impactful plays? Sure, if you cause the turnover. But, I mean, generally, if you get a sack on a drive, the statistics will tell you it's very difficult to score as an offense when you give up a sack on a drive. And, you know, again, I just – yeah. I don't no, know what, what you expect. You expect him to set the league record in, in every category? I mean, he had a tremendous impactful, <laughs> yeah, no impactful year for this yeah. football team. Yeah, boy, listen, the two ends are not a, not the problem at all. Not this year. No, not they this year. They weren't. No. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, let's get Tony in Tampa next up. 641-1010 if you want to weigh in on Jaguar football in the uh, week that came after the season ender. Uh, Tony, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead, please. Good morning, uh, good morning, fellas. Good morning, man. You know, I'm about, I'm about to say something, and I can't believe I'm about to say it. <laughs> I know everybody want to come at press head. I can't because I think the biggest detriment to our team is Trevor game awareness and situational football, and it's kind of hard to fire press when Trevor's 
he's throwing picks or he's fumbling the ball in key situational downs. Just think about it. I think it's like maybe two or three games that we kind of we really lost because of Trevor lack of game situational awareness, fumbling inside the red zone and things of that nature. So we got to kind of I think we need to pump the brakes on the, you know, uh, fire press because it's kind of hard to judge based on the lack of game awareness from Trevor. And I'll take your comments off there. All right. I, I, for, in terms of the fire press thing, I don't think anybody no, here – there's no more staff changes coming, I would no. suspect. I mean, the Doug Peterson wiped out the defensive staff, fired a couple of offensive guys, then put out a statement about yeah. it. Yeah. Once the statement goes out, that's an indicator that, okay, yeah. these are the moves we're going to make. So it's, uh, no one is here is stumping. Like, the only reason we're – when I look at this offense, the expectations and what they added to the offense, they didn't add much at all to the defense. Yep. What they added to the offense was, granted, they lost Juwan Taylor, but they replaced him with a yep. guy who played very Upgrade, well by I all think. accounts and was cheaper. Yep. Yep. They added Calvin Ridley to yep. the mix, right? Uh, yep. You're supposed to get more development out of some of your young players. They they drafted a tight end and a running back with yep. two of the first three picks. Now, they didn't get anything out of these guys, really. but but that's where they added the assets. Yep. And when, you know, the whole Press Taylor thing, like the offense scored about a point less than it did the year before. Right. The defense gave up about a point more than it did the year before. Right. I think a fair reading of it, if, if you have to choose one, choose one. But they're about equally disappointing. Yeah. And that, I think that's totally. the thing. When, when it's not only the coordinator goes, and this is – a few hours after Doug says, I'm going to take some time to think about this, boom, then it's like later that afternoon, there goes Mike Caldwell and his entire staff. Right. And then, you know, like 24 hours later, a couple of offensive yeah. assistants are out the door. Well, look, I think, uh, first of all, Trevor does have to get better at field awareness and situational awareness. He does, sure. and he, he'll, he'll admit to that. So I, I agree with uh, – with that, but look, you know, I the critique with press for me would be, you know, the the bubble screens are way too much, and you know when they're coming for the most part. You get a little cute at times uh, when you don't have to. You know, you get a couple plays going down the field, and you try and end around. Now, granted, if they all blocked it up, it, you know, they, and here's the thing, people, uh, look, these coaches put out these plays, and if everything executes, they work. Like if you miss a block. They don't work. They don't work. You don't catch the ball. They don't work. You don't throw it at the right spot at the right time. They don't work. So I, I, I put this out there a while ago. Look, if they executed on just 50% more of the offensive plays called, we wouldn't be complaining about Press Taylor. We wouldn't. Now, I don't like third and short and shock, and I think that's stupid. I don't like that we don't, you know, although – the last play <laughs> to try to score against Tennessee, they had strange at fullback. They were running a little little uh, lead iso right up uh, off tackle when Trevor decided to take the ball instead. Strange was going to lead him up. Scherf was blocking out. We hadn't seen that all year, had we, in short yardage? D did we? I don't remember seeing that a fullback in front of my tailback and running you know, off tackler straight up the pipe trying to get a yard or two. It was always shotgun Slow moving run play, yeah, but still, or a throw. If you're on the one yard that's line and you're critique. pulling your guard, I mean, is that a that's a quick let, hitting let me, play? Let me tell you something right now. If he would have run that, they would have scored. They would have scored on Bigsby. Would have scored on that play. It was it was 
blocked almost perfectly. Nah, I don't know how you can tell. It was blown up instantly. It, he would have never gotten to the uh, to the to the QB. He would have never knocked him. He would he would have been able to hand the ball off. I think. And then that was blocked perfectly, and he never would have gotten a big speed because it wasn't up the A gap. It was more off the off the C. It may be I the like, case. I, I, I but think. my point is, Mike, where was that power formation in short yardage all year long? Well, we where, never where saw was it. Bigsby in short yardage all year long? They well, didn't trust him. I understand that, but when look when when you don't have a lead blocker in front of you at short yardage, it's it's really difficult to get that yard. I'm not. I always felt goal line and short yardage was probably one of the easiest plays to defend, especially if your guys get a piece of the lineman and give you free roam to either jump, soar over the line and whack, you know what I mean, or, or, or shoot a gap or whatever, right? I just, I just, my point is when my critique on, on press would be, hey, let's get rid of this, you know, we're in shotgun and my back's next to me and I, I got to wait for the guard to come from the other side. Right, Scherf was just pulling out on his own side, so I don't know. I'd like to, and, and then he got cute. The end of rounds, the, too many bubble screens. Granted, he didn't trust the run game. I think he thought that was going to be an extension. Those plays are, you know, you, you got to block them up. If you don't block them up, they don't work. And they're, you know, all it takes is one guy to, you know, not block, and the defender blows it up for the most part. All right, uh, back to it. We go. Uh, thank you. Uh, Steve in Melbourne up next here. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Steve, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead, please. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Big Tom. What's up? Hey, not too much. Uh, I got a question for you. We're talking about defensive coordinators and everything. Uh, I also heard the report from Mia or what she said on primetime about hearing in the Jags that maybe the defensive rooms weren't communicating very well. Hence the reason, we're, which makes sense, seeing that we're still trying to communicate before the ball snapped or as the ball is being snapped. But as in like a DC uh, search, I mean, you've you've known a lot of the uh, past uh, defensive coordinators, you know, coming up in the league, uh, old school wise. Uh, what would be your thoughts on maybe uh, a Lovey Smith? I mean, completely different overhaul, as in scheme wise. But, I mean, he has experience as head coach. He has the defensive knowledge. And Doug wants, like, a, a very experienced D.C. to where he doesn't have to worry about the defense. I can focus on Trevor and the offense. I just wanted to get your thoughts on maybe an opinion of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like Lovey Smith. Does he run a 4-3 or a 3-4? I think he's more of a 4-3, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah, no, I like Lovey. Look, I think there, there are a few candidates that could do the job. I agree with you. I think Doug wants to focus just on the offense and have someone take over the defense that he doesn't have to worry about. I would be shocked if it's a first-time coordinator again. You know what I mean? I, I think he's going to find a veteran coordinator that's proven, that's got a proven system, and then hopefully they can you know, fill it with the right talent. Do you think uh, Doug Peterson should do play calling full-time, or do you think it matters as long as he and Press are on the same page you know, in terms of the vision? Well, the year before this past one, Doug said press called the second half. Second half half of a lot of games, yeah. Well, it was fine then. No, I understand. You know, we didn't know. We didn't. Right, right. right. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's his offense. Right. Yeah, let him run it. If that's your specialty, especially if you do go the the veteran defense coordinator route and it's more of a, okay, I am the head coach, I'm in charge. 
but I'm going to let you run the defense as yeah. long as things are going well yeah. and stay out of your hair kind of thing. Look, I, I, Doug's offensive mind, he probably feels like, hey, give me give me another another year at this thing. Let me get the right people in. Let me get you know this fixed. Let me not have to worry about a defense. Uh, let someone come in here. Again, I, I was surprised that anybody was fired, So, but it is what it is, and now we got to move forward and hopefully get the right D coordinator in here that can turn this thing around because – as we all know, you, you look, you definitely got to score a ton of points, but you got to have a defense that can get off the field at critical moments. You got to have a defense that can stop the run at critical moments. So uh, the takeaways were there, but the third down was there. Got to give them that too. The running game got, got worse as the season went along, minus I will, Carolina. I will say, looking at Lovey, a lot of his statistical success like came very early. In his ten, his last couple of years in Houston, yep. uh, in twenty one, they were when he was the defensive coordinator, and then twenty two, he's the head coach. Yep, they were thirty first and thirtieth in yep. yards allowed, total yards allowed, terrible yep. defensively. Yep. So right, you know that's the most recent two yep. years that he has been yep. in charge of a team or a team's defense. Yeah, I think look Del Rio. I'd, I if he would come back, that'd be kind of cool. I think he he runs a great defense. You know. Um, I know people are like bring Belichick and be the coordinator. I, thought, I would be shocked if he's defense. <laughs> yeah, like like people are saying, hey, what about Vrabel? Sure, yeah. I take. I don't think anybody would would yeah, not no, take, hire yeah. Mike Vrabel yeah. in a second. Yeah, I don't. I think it's more like Vrabel is either going to get a head coaching job or maybe he sits it out a year right. and collects his money and then right. you know gets back into the head coaching ranks next year. I don't. I, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he right. would just want to keep sharp and like I, nobody is. Saying don't give a call. Belichick's silly. Belichick's not going to come to Jacksonville to be the defensive coordinator. He's going right. to. He wants to chase the all-time wins record as a head coach. He's right. going to be a head coach or nothing. Right. Um. And maybe he'll be a team's defensive coordinator as well, but he's yeah. not doing it if right. he's not the head coach. Right. So, you know, what if he was a co-head coach in Jacksonville? Uh, I don't. I don't know if Are that, there such that a works. Thing? I don't think I've, I've never heard of that in the pro. Uh, maybe There's maybe somewhere along coach. the way. There's assistant. There is head assistant coach. head coach. Right. Um, I do. I I would be shocked if he co-head coach for defense. So what? Who, who else we got? Do we got Wink? We got Jack. For Frazier, for, oh I mean, Leslie, all, yeah, all like kind of guys. Um, I'd be all Demetrius over that. did a nice column. Demetrius Harvey. At oh the, yeah, he's PU, great. Had about six different. Okay. Candidates in there. A lot of the ones that we're talking about yeah. are, are part of the conversation, including uh, Ajero Averro, if from I'm saying his Carolina. name right, from Carolina, who's seen as one of the upcoming bright young guys who didn't have a ton of raw material to work with, it's felt, yeah. but uh, is obviously well thought of enough that at least Atlanta, in addition to Carolina, wants to interview him for the head coaching Yeah. Game. So. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back here and continue the conversation going into hour two. If you want to be on board, 641-1010 on the All-Pro Roofing phone lines. Tom McManus is here. It's Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Hey, folks, Mike Dempsey for Underdog Fantasy, your fantasy football season. Probably over at this point. You can still win some cash playing fantasy sports on Underdog with their pick'em game throughout the NFL playoffs. All you do, pick higher or lower on player stats, throughout the NFL playoffs to spice up the games a little bit. And if you know what you're doing, you can win up to 100 times your money if all your picks hit. Underdog is very easy to play, but it's even easier to get started. All you do, download their app from the App Store or simply visit underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up, use promo code 1010XL. 
Underdog will double your initial deposit all the way up to $100. Also give you a little introductory special pick of higher than one-half total yard to use on your first pick entry just to get you in that groove. Look, you know I love daily fantasy sports, but I really love playing at Underdog. So why don't you join me by signing up using promo code 1010XL. You do have to be 18 or older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. If you're concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, uh, a lot of names uh, people putting forth for defensive coordinator. And, uh, you know, like I, we all get it. Um, you know, you go with guys that uh, you've heard of. Uh, you know, Mike Singletary's name being thrown out here. I find it interesting. Mike Singletary's never been a defensive coordinator in yeah, the I NFL. Yeah, I know you said that. Isn't that nuts? Wild. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. He's been a head coach yeah. for a few seasons, but yeah. that's over a decade ago, and yeah. his defenses were kind of average. Right. And um, yep. he's been a defensive assistant. He's got a great reputation as a, an intense player and all that, and yep. we all remember those sound bites. Uh, I about, like this kind of party. Uh, I want bites. winners. <laughs> I want winners. Can't do it. Can't can't. Can't play with them. Can't do it. Whatever <laughs> you know that it was. It's a great soundbite. That but, is. Um, didn't get them. Yeah. Didn't win enough. Right. Uh, with San Fran. But look, uh, whoever it is, get it right. Right. At this point, I don't care if it's a big household name or not. I don't either. If they get results. Yeah, but a veteran, someone proven. I think. Well, I think that's I mean, the more a, likely road. Yeah. He's going to go down. But obviously, yeah. look, they wanted to. to what, what is proven? How much is, is Ejero Avero proven to you? He's been a defensive coordinator with mixed results for two years for two different teams. I didn't. I mean, he didn't jump off the screen. No, but he's me. got this reputation as right. being this young up-and-comer. Yeah. And they obviously wanted to interview him because yeah. they got rejected. Okay. So, is that – Again, if it works, you're, like you said, yeah, but I – he. He wouldn't be my number one. Pick. You want to go with a guy? I want to go with a guy that's yeah, a that's been bit. proven and that you know is going to make sure these guys communicate, <laughs> make sure they know what they're doing, and then you know hold them accountable to doing it. All right, let's go uh, back to the line six four one ten ten with John on the west side. Next up on this Friday morning. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Okay, right. what's up, man? Cool, cool. Listen, huge Rumble fan, Tom. Uh, quick question <laughs> for you. I've I like uh, I like the Wink Martindale if he's he's available with the uh, with the uh, Baltimore roots, but I'm just it's on the Belichick subject, would it be you know at least worth a phone call from Shad Khan to bring him in as maybe like executive vice president in charge of football operations or something, uh, something between Balky and 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 Peterson, you know I mean because Balky's running the show, he obviously. You know, hasn't been the best as far as player acquisition and drafting. And I just wanted to get your thoughts. Would it be at least worth a phone call to see if he would be interested? And I'll take your comments off the air. Thank you. I think Shad would say it's worth the phone call to talk to him just about anything, right? And maybe not head coach, but just to talk to him. I'll tell you what, I think the buffer needs to be, be between Balky and the owner. I mean, Mark Lamping made it. He's a business guy. He doesn't really handle the football side of the operation. He handles the business side. Who is it? Is there a who's between Balky and the owner? Well, nobody. That they, they, they look at Rick Tony? Spielman was last year. Is it his year. son? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't, either. I don't know that that question. Well, that, that they, they, that's why they looked at Rick Spielman last year, and it looked like they were going right. to go down that road. Right. And all of a right. sudden, they're like, "Oh no, we, I'm, 
Shad Khan was convinced that they didn't need that. Who convinced him? Yeah. Balky, right. Peterson, a combination right. of the two? Because as it stands, there is no one between Balky and no, Peterson because Peterson doesn't report to Balky. He reports to Shad Khan. Mm. So does Balky. They both do. Right. So, you know, now uh, mm. when it comes to final say on the draft, right. that's, I believe, that's the GM. Yeah. You know, should so be. should be, but yeah. they always tell us it's not. It's not like he's going off in a room and no, right. creating his own list. It's right. a collaborative effort to come up with these, yep, uh, these lists and these rankings on these players. Yeah, so I'm not saying you definitely need one, but I, th- I'd like to know how other organizations are. I know we used to like Michael Hugh was that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Tom was a GM. Michael Hugh was a senior VP of ops, and then Wayne Weaver was the owner. I don't know if that's the perfect. You know, formula to build a winner. I'm just. I think curious. whenever you're dissatisfied with the front office, you're looking for solutions. You know, and I'm. I don't think. Obviously, Shad entertained something like this last year, so right. it can't be completely off the radar. Yep. Uh, but you know, ultimately, what were those conversations like that? Yep. Dissuaded him from going that route. So you know, to back to Belky, we were talking about it like bad in the draft, but pretty good in free agency. Is that? I mix. How would you summarize uh, that? You know, for I, he's his, better in free agency for yeah, sure. That's, yeah, I mean, he didn't really do much in free agency this year True. because they didn't have much in terms of cap space, and that was kind of the part of the philosophy. As D Rock right. was talking about yesterday, the year you before went, they you spent, spent a lot a in free agency. Yeah. You need to start. You had all these draft picks. We need to, you know, build a young nucleus through the draft. We've yeah. got, but I mean, guys like Christian Kirk and and Evan Ingram and Foye Luikan yeah. are all fantastic signings. Yeah. Right. You know, yep. so he he's gotten the job done in some cases. Yeah. Anton Harrison was a good pick this year, but yep. then you got to go a long way until you find any kind of an impact out of the draft. Even Antonio Johnson, who we're excited about, didn't right. make a major impact. I like the pick. Yeah, I do too. too. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. there are a few guys that I like, but, I mean, you, yeah. you got a team that is searching for pass rush. Right. And the one pass rush you draft is game day inactive most of the time. Yeah, right. That, it just, yeah. I mean. Yeah, Abdullah. Right. Yeah. What if you, you you look at you know and then chase on decision right? They kept saying he's the third best. He's the third best. He's the third best. Well, I will you know? say I know some of the guys that that he was comparing him to, and yeah. you know, in like a lot of people would have liked Frank Clark, right? Big right. name, right? Yeah. Frank Clark was miserable this year. Didn't right. have a single sack. Right. Got cut eventually. Wasn't even active every yeah. week. Sometimes yeah. guys. Lose it. Yeah, true. And and you see, oh, but he had a couple sacks in the postseason. Yeah. Yes, he did. And he had very little market. And once he signed in Seattle, he made no impact whatsoever. Well, so yeah. sometimes, you know. Sometimes look, it doesn't work. We sit here, and I, I bang the table for Justin Houston. Yep. Maybe he wasn't the right guy. But I think the, the larger point is. We all, clown he was. We all, right. <laughs> That's the thing, Tom. Right, it's it's Balky's job to figure out who the right guy is. Right. We all knew right. that they could use more help in that department. Right. You know, so. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, you know, you just, you, you got to weigh all that in. I don't expect them to do anything else, right? I don't either. But, personnel. Or, I, mean, I mean, maybe hire somebody. I, don't think. I mean, look, since, since the Jags made their coaching changes, the yeah. Patriots fired and hired a coach. So. Right. Who's to say? Right. I mean, no, right. I mean, is right. it possible? Yes. Is it likely? I think we would have heard about it by yeah, now. Yeah, I agree. You know, I so. agree. Well, look, man, you just like my my two biggest things are just beefing up that interior, and I want to see more both accountability. Lines. Yeah, both lines, both lines. Yeah. Uh, let's Hold get up. Terrence up in Georgia. 
up next. Terrence, what's up? Hey, Mike. Hey, Pat Tony. Hey, Double Nichols. Uh, Mike, I want to I want to comment and lead it to a question. All right. I, are we? I want to know. I pulled up the statistics on sacks of all the quarterbacks, and I want to know. Uh, Lamar Jackson was sacked more than Treble. Jalen Hurts was sacked more than Treble. Dak uh, Prescott was sacked more than Treble. Um, DJ Stroud was sacked more than Trevor. Now, I want to know, based on that, um, and what we've seen from Trevor, because I think we're doing the same thing as the front. Are are we pounding? I really have given up on Trevor, to be honest. Um, And I think with the 17th pick, I don't know if Trevor, I think he's reached his ceiling. All right. Terrence, are you asking, are we going to draft a quarterback in the first round? Mike, Terrence, just ask the question I, seriously. We, we, your we your nonsense has gotten I mean, ridiculous. Not, they're not getting rid of. Trevor. They're not drafting they're not a quarterback in the first Trevor. round, Terrence. Is that your question? Okay, but well, I want to ask you all. What? Tell go ahead, ask what, us. What? What are y'all seeing to say that Trevor's going to be successful and be, reach his ceiling? Okay, I, I, let me ask okay. you this: What? What was the point of the st- the sack statistic? Because I want to see if everybody's been talking about the offensive line. And I just wanted to look at it and see how many times he sacked against everybody. Okay. Else. Okay. And okay. so, are we too hard on the old line? Uh, or, or does does Trevor Lawrence get rid of the ball quicker than most quarterbacks in the National Football League? Which statistically, I know in twenty twenty two he did. Um, you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, what what gives you confidence in Trevor uh, Lawrence? Because the glimpses that he shows, uh, the throws are perfect. The ones that. That uh, you know, it, it it's got to be a lot more. Don't get me wrong; no doubt. he misses more than I I like. Um, I like that he's. I would say this though, based on the call, like, okay, out of all those quarterbacks, how many had four pretty significant injuries throughout the year? You know what I mean? How many were banged up? I know getting hits will bang you up. There's no doubt about Hurst, it. Hurts was playing hurt. Yep. Okay. Wait, he didn't have that great of a year, has no. he? I mean, they're on a no. skid. Sirianni's lucky they got 11 wins. They, they, they lost out. five of their last six. Sound right. familiar? I know, right. Exactly. So I think, look, first of all, it's too early to say anything one way or the other about Trevor, in my opinion. Year three, I want to see improvement. I want to see a lot of things happen better for him. But he's got all the tools that it takes to be a successful QB. Physically, toughness-wise, I don't know about, you know, the awareness he's got to get better at. There's no doubt about that. There, there are times where you're like, what are you seeing? What are you looking at? What are you throwing to? Um, but, look, I, what, do you, what do you want him to do? You want him to say goodbye to Trevor? Like, that's ridiculous. No, well, that's Well, ridiculous. I know. And, and, that's, and people, oh, Dempsey's being mean because he doesn't agree with the opinion. You're right. I right. don't agree with stupidity. Yeah, that's like, just, they're not drafting a quarterback in the first round. It's that, as ridiculous to even think of. But when you, when you say you want – Trevor out, it feels personal for whatever reason. Well, like, well, how can you Terrence take the body? Beathard is a better. Uh, he said this this year. Thinks yeah. Beathard is a better option right. than Trevor. I mean, yeah. T- Terrence is the guy who thought they should have drafted Roberto Aguayo in the first round when they had a top ten pick. Right. Let's let's uh, maybe they didn't have a top ten yeah. pick that year. Regardless, I mean, odds are they had a top ten. Pick. Odds are they did. Right? right. It might have been the year they took Taven Bryant. I'm yeah. not right. remembering. I mean, so. Yeah, he gets but, these crazy notions in his head. There's zero chance 
that they're moving on from Trevor Lawrence this yeah. year. But the, this year four, I should have, I said three, but three under Doug. But this year four, well, this is a big year for him. Do you think what 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 are the uh, what odds do you give that Trevor Lawrence will ultimately sign an extension here in Jacksonville? Um, before the what, what like percent? at right any now, time what right at some oh, point at, what what are the odds? But it doesn't have signs? to be this year. I can wait. Correct. A year? Okay. At some point, he signs a second contract uh, here. Eighty. Eighty. Yeah. That low. Wow. He listen. He's got a, he's got some work to do. In my I mean, look, they may do it anyway, but I'm saying as far as would I? I'm not asking money. would you. I'm asking what do you think the percentage is that he signs a second contract here in Jacksonville? I'm starting at 99 and wondering if I'm too low. Okay. Well, that but would you, is that your number or you think it's I'm their saying number? that's going to happen. The odds the organization does that the, the organization, organization will sign Trevor okay. I could to a I could agree deal. to a high 90. Personally, no, I'm not that high. He's got he's got to show me a lot more before I throw that kind of money at him. Now, Granted, I think teams do that anyway. They'll throw money at, at QB, and if they hit, great. And if they don't, then so be it. You know, they'll soak it up in a write-off or something on their balance sheet. Sometimes they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes they do. No, or know. or they sign Blake Bortles to an extension, and then right. they go, we shouldn't draft Lamar Jackson. No, right. Right. You know, so, look, I, I just, again, yeah. let's move on. From that, uh, I mean, he's our guy. Have, there's not going to change. Let him struggle mightily in year four, and have the fifth year option looming if they haven't already signed him to it. I'm not writing off the idea that they're going to sign him to an extension this offseason. I'm not saying they should. Yeah. But I, if you think that that's off the table completely, I think that's incorrect. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I personally would want to want to see him earn it before I give it to him. And I know people are like, well, you save more. I'm like, don't fifty million to an owner don't mean nothing. Like whatever, you know. Tasha means a ton about that, but uh, I mean they—they they, listen the way the cat—they're all growing. They're all make, they're, they're making gazillions. See, you know, look if they miss on a now you pay them four hundred million guaranteed and you miss, yeah, that's gonna sting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you you sign them to whatever. I don't know. You know that's what, what it's gonna be though, Tom. It's gonna be would a you give massive, them four hundred million right now. I'm telling you, if you want him. You're gonna have to. I would not give uh, or, that or, kid four hundred million. I'm just saying. I, look, do you think he'll sign for some kind of discount this offseason? If if I they don't know what he wants, who knows? Maybe he, I don't know. I'm I don't, I'm not offering him. I wouldn't personally okay. offer him an extension. I'd be kind of like I was with Josh Allen. Prove me. Show me. Show me you you are that player. Show me. He hasn't shown it. Hasn't all been his fault. But he hasn't shown it. I have I'm no fully... issue if they want to wait until next offseason yeah. to do something like yeah, that. I want to I see just, him develop more. I just think there is practice. I mean, it, Trevor Lawrence is 24 years old. I agree. You know, for yeah. all the reasons you cited, he's got traits. He has, he's got a pedigree of winning. He, has got, he makes throws that few quarterbacks can make. Does he need to make a lot more of them? Yes. Does he need to be more consistent? Absolutely. Is he also younger? Then he's younger than Will Levis, for God's sakes, right? Like he has got so much career out in front of him at this point. And if you don't think you've seen any glimpses of elite play out of Trevor yeah. Lawrence, just what? All right, let's let's play Trevor Lawrence. Play it out. He walks. What what are you? You're gonna start fresh. Hope you're in position to get a top five pick and get a quarterback that you hope comes in and I mean you're spending years so, putting but but you could tag him so he's got seven years here sure you could that would be the most right sure you could under the current. Uh, you you could go that route right I don't I'm not saying I want to I just look I I want to see him develop more I don't I I I feel like there's he's got to hone in 
some stuff. I, I feel like there's something I, missing. I, I don't disagree with. And you. I don't want to sit there and be like, "Hey, something." Do you think this team is thinking anything but yeah. what can we do to Develop, build around make Trevor him better. Lawrence? Totally. That's the That's entire the, mission would, of this entire too, organization. For the record, and I am right. too. I want to make so, everything better. I, I want to make him better. I want to call plays that are really good for him. I want to have the right line. I think I have the right weapons, um, and I want to add maybe more to that. But no, he's my guy, and I want to make I, sure I would that just he's say, going to have a great year. If you are over, if you're done with Trevor Lawrence, like no Terrence way. claims he no is, way. just no don't way. watch Jaguar football no for the way. next few years because that's, that's all you're going to get. No, he's, he he shows too much good. Those glimpses are really good, and if you can duplicate them, if you can hone it in, hone in the bad and duplicate the good, you got one hell of a quarterback. There's no doubt, and he's shown glimpses of that. He has. So, you know, look, I, I want to see another year with Trevor. I want to see another and, – and I'm giving him everything I can to make sure that he is, he is protected. All right, uh, we'll get back to the calls. Hopefully more sanity uh, coming our huh. way. And that uh, going yeah. forward, six four one ten ten. If you want to get on board on the All Pro Roofing phone lines with Tom McManus on this Friday, this is Jaguars today on ten ten XL ninety two point five FM. He's number fifty five. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson, a better way to a better window on ten ten XL. You know, maybe we get a third round pick for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That you could. We could package that with the 17 pick in the draft and move up to like 16 and right. see who we could get there. Right. That'd probably be the best use for him. Yeah, I bet you could even choose his landing spot if it was a third round right. pick was all you not needed. That it, not that it would happen, <laughs> right? Not that it would happen. But if you're the Bears and we offered Trevor for the number one pick overall, would you do it? Uh, if you were the Bears, not, I, not I us. I would. You know why? Because yeah. I think – there are a lot of questions about Caleb Williams' makeup. I, I agree with that. I agree with so, that. So, yeah. All right. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, not everybody would because a lot of yeah. people will say that Caleb Williams would be a higher regarded prospect than even Trevor Lawrence was. I've heard that. You know, yeah, like so I've heard generational with this well, kid. Yeah. I've heard that. I've but, heard but that like, here, here's any quarterback other than Caleb Williams in this draft, I'm, yeah. I don't think there'd be a second's right. hesitation. Right. Now, I don't know if we could get Nathan Rohr. For him, you know yeah. that, that might be a you little might have difficult. To throw that into the mix. Probably add give him some, some for one. Maybe give a one. give a third and Trevor and get Nathan Rourke back here and yeah. save the franchise. That's wild. Uh, six four one ten ten. Let's go to Scott and Pontevedra next up on Jaguars today. Good morning, Scott. Hey, I've got a, a draft question, but just to just to back up, Tom, Trevor's inconsistency and regression has caused the Jags or the ability to kick the can down the road on his contract, but. Anyway, my question is, look how many times we've missed in the draft and look at all the young quarterbacks that have number one receivers. Trade your picks, move up, get Harrison, and give him somebody that can be a legit number one because the guy we have now should go back to maybe gambling. Oh, jeez. Thanks, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Scott, I think it's Go back to gambling. Jeez, uh, first come of all, on. I, it's not that bad. Ridley had some really good moments. I mean, th this idea, just trade your picks and move up to get whoever you no, want. Right, because, because right. oh, the teams that are up there don't want him. Yeah, or right. or they th they're really, like, first of all, um, let's say, all right, you let Ridley walk. So you do have your second round pick. Yeah. The 17th pick, pick in the middle of the second round. Now, you don't have your third because of the Ridley deal. Right. right. And even if you could package your compensatory picks in here, it's not enough. Right. You're not going to get high enough. Right. You can't move from 17 to, like, four, yeah. which is where he's going to go. Right. You know, if you want to sit there and draft a receiver, 
There may like Roma Dunze may fall to you, or yeah. maybe you could move up three or four spots and get him, yeah. or maybe you like Keon Coleman or or somebody like right, that. Right. There there could be a guy. Me personally, I want an offensive lineman. Um, o line first. Let's, let's go after T Higgins in free agency. Yeah, if he makes it there, okay, uh, I'd be all I like about that. that. Plan. Yep. But um, you're you're not going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. You're not going to get in position to get yeah. him. Right. This is like the Kyle Pitts year over again. Why don't right. we just move up and get Kyle Pitts? Yeah, why don't we just go make that hit? It's like, well, that's that's difficult. Why don't, why don't we yeah. – it's the, the all-timer still. Um, yeah. When Adam Thielen had seven straight 100-yard games to open the season a few years back, why don't we just trade for Thielen? Right. Oh, because, sure, the Vikings yeah, give just going to get that guy no away, doubt. right? No doubt. You know, why don't we uh, yeah. trade for Justin Jefferson and make that yeah. happen? Yeah, right. the, we'll offer him the 17th pick. Yeah, and C.J. Beathard because he seems to be so valuable. Yeah, in some I, I think for Ridley that uh, if you could, the tag would be best. I, I don't think I'm. Would you guys give him? A- it depends on the the value. I okay. mean, like if, if you know, if I can get him for fifteen million a year, I mean, I know that sounds like a crazy amount right. of money. That's that's, that's pretty crazy. reasonable. What was yeah. Kirk? Around. Kirk's like 18? 18 Yeah, I, I do that. I right. do that. Okay, so right. yeah, I would but do that. Am I gonna pay him twenty a year? I like it. It starts to. Get into right. a math game. I don't know what the cutoff is, right? Yeah. Would you do 15, but you wouldn't do 20? Well, I don't know. Would you do 17? Probably. You know, right, like right. there's there's a point where you say no. I don't know what exactly that point is. No, but right. I'm with you. Like, let's see him come back and yeah. really build on what he did and, and give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe there was some rust yeah. involved, yeah. although he said no, yeah. not a bit of rust. The yeah. tag, by the way, is 21.6 for a wide receiver. But that's for one year. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, it is what it is, right? I mean, that's, if that's what it is, and that's what it takes. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, look, I, I, I like what he brings to the table. I'd like more out of him, and I think his teammates would say the same. Um, but I think that could come with – look, you got to – look, he, he was out of football for, what, a year and a half? Mm-hmm. Basically two seasons. some rust. There's, you know, look, I, I mean, look, his good plays were really good. Yeah. I mean, kidding me. I mean, he was, he was great on a lot of plays. I was interesting, you know, like I forget what week it was, but that deep crossover that he had was phenomenal. And then it was like never again. Like I don't even know if they ran the route. You know what I mean? It was like, but anyway, I'm I'm keeping him around. You get just build the old line, build the old line. I'll tell you another thing. I had a thought of while I was, while I was walking to the bathroom. I think Strange could be utilized like that dude out in San Fran, number forty-four. Uh, the use check. You check the fullback slash, you know, he could lead up on blocks. He's tough on blocks. He's athletic enough to go out for passes. Maybe could use him even more in the passing game. I just say, I'd like to, I don't know. I'm, that's I'm fine. on this like, fullback kind of thing. Th- that's fine. Yeah. Was that worth the second round pick? You know, to have a Kyle Hughes check type player? I mean, he's a pretty good player. He's was a good it? Pl- right. But was, I mean, how many, how many prime? times are you going to? You know, your second round pick, man. They could have drafted a starting lineman right there. You got to do something with him, though. You know, I understand. I mean, you can't just use him as a blocker. I think he's too athletic to to not get out in the the pass. I'm sure round. they've got some yep. degree of plan for him. Yeah, but based on what they got this year in the second and third round, yeah, they were big whiffs. Tank looked good the last game. <laughs> okay, he did look for a few plays, a but no, I agree. I know, I know. I know. Uh, let's see, Dave on the west side is next on Jaguars today. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, guys. Hey, why the Trevor covered glasses? Wait, wait. Give me a second. We well, have no one to put. We have no one to push. Well, why not take your second pick and get a quarterback? The reason why I say this is 
when he first came out, and everyone says it's Urban Meyer, I get it, but he overthrew the receivers. But what did he do this last game? He overthrew the receivers. Everyone said that everyone on that radio station says, we have to keep Trevor. Why? Why? That's why? your serious question. I mean, I believe yeah. we just went through all the reasons why. Yeah. We still on, on top of that, uh, you're not going to let the number one pick overall go yet. That would look really dumb. You know what I mean? He's your quarterback. It's not like he hasn't shown. That. And people act right. like he's not shown anything. No, he can lead and this team to victories. You're, you're not taking a quarterback. If you believe that he's going to be the long-term face of the franchise, whatever right. term you want to use, which right. I'm – Quite sure internally they do believe. Yep. By the way, Bulky, Peterson, how long are they going to be here that they're thinking, oh, Trevor's going to flame out and this guy yep. we take in the second round yep. after a few years is going to be the guy? You're not. Yep. You you got to win now, man. Yep. You know, this time next year, if man. the Jags go 6-11, and 11, is Doug Peterson even employed? No, right. So right. this idea, let's get a backup quarterback that can, quote, push Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Go sign a veteran. If right. you want to do something like that, go sign a Joe Flacco. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. that that kind of guy who's not going to be that expensive and you're yeah. not going to give up a second round pick. They need to find core players who you expect to actually play. Right. Not push and the number one look, overall pick. Again, let's use the fifty percent rule. If they were fifty percent better in protection, if they caught the ball fifty percent more of the time, we, we probably wouldn't be having these kind of conversations. It's part execution. Yeah, he did miss throws. There's no doubt about it. He's got to hone that in. There's no question about it. But it wasn't all just him. And you can say what you want. I don't know what you want the organization to do. Like, give up on Trevor, you're out of your mind. You don't give up on Apparently a talent like that. Apparently, that's what no. some of these people No, but like. I will say this. If next year's more of the same, yeah, then I'm not I'm – not, he's not my guy moving forward, most likely. I, I, I want to see – a improvement in Trevor. The good is really good. The bad needs to be improved upon, and he knows it. They all know it, and I think Doug feels like he can fix it. I do, and that's why you need a defensive coordinator that can handle that and let him focus on the QB and the offense. All right, we'll uh, come back one final segment. We'll go around the league and uh, give you our predictions for the Super Wild Card weekend matchups as well. Take a look at today's poll question of the day. All that and more with Tom McManus. Coming your way straight ahead on 1010XL 92.5 FM. You're Mackin' with Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. All right, from uh, Eric on Twitter. Can we just nix the get rid of Trevor talk? There may be a time for it. It ain't now. Look, we did not make that a topic of the no, show. No, definitely no. You, you call in. We, we have open phones. You're right. allowed to... You know, express your opinion. And by the way, just because you can express your opinion doesn't mean we have to think that it's a valid opinion, right? Right. I mean, there are things that are, again, no no further time need to be spent on this particular subject on this particular day. So That's right. uh, We got crazy weather uh, rolling in, at least a couple of locales. Let's get a look around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. The New England Patriots are expected to hire Gerard Mayo as their next head coach there for the Pats. Houston has only ruled out defensive end Jerry Hughes for their game tomorrow. They have listed six players, including Will Anderson, as questionable. Cleveland cornerback Denzel Ward 
is questionable for their matchup against the Texans after suffering a knee injury in practice on Thursday. The Browns have ruled out wide receiver Cedric Tillman, safety Grant Delpit, and kicker Dustin Hopkins for the game tomorrow. Green Bay cornerback Jair Alexander rolled his ankle during practice on Thursday. His availability for the Packers against the Dallas Cowboys is now unclear. Buffalo wide receiver Gabe Davis Cornerback Rasul Douglas, left tackle Deion Dawkins, and tight end Dawson Knox all missed practice on Thursday. Miami has ruled out cornerback Xavier Howard against the Kansas City Chiefs. Wide receiver Jalen Waddell and running back Raheem Mostert have both been listed as questionable for the game. Philadelphia wide receiver A.J. Brown did not practice on Thursday due to a knee injury. Devontae Smith was a full participant in practice. Quarterback Jalen Hurts was limited, and Tampa Bay quarterback Baker Mayfield missed practice on Thursday with ankle and rib injuries. His availability for this weekend still unclear. All right, uh, let's go through quickly. We got a half dozen games this week, so just picking winners, uh, who we like here. Um, Cleveland's at Houston in the 430 kick tomorrow. I'm going with the Browns on the road. Who you got, Tone? I'll go with the Browns. Tommy? Houston. Houston. Home. I, I'll admit I'm picking that one in part on what I'd like to see happen. I'm with you. Yeah. Don't need to see the Texans. No, I agree. I agree. I, I'm get not, any kind of momentum. I'm taking that out of the equation. I hear you. Uh, Will Flacco and Cooper, I mean, they crushed him last they time. They did, but then again, they didn't have to face C.J. Stroud, you know, right, so, sure. you know, they sure. but they, they won it by, I think, 14, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but Good anyway, day, two for Cleveland, one for Houston. Uh, I'm going KC over Miami. At home, Tone, any? I'm torn on that one. Are you? Because the Kansas City passing game has just not been any good. And I think the weather's pretty much going to eliminate the passing game. For both sides, my gut tells me the Miami running game is better than the Kansas City run game. I, I kind of want to go Miami wow. in this one just because the weather, I think, is going to severely limit both offensive passing games. I'll go with the Dolphins. All right. I'm, yeah. I'm Chiefs all the uh, This is I'm an going easy Chiefs one too, for me. Yeah. yeah, I just – look, Miami's, you know – they're they beat the hell on defense. They are. Yeah, and they beat, you know, I mean, it's hard to win games in the league. I get that. This is not going to supposed to be like a blizzard, right? This is just yeah. bitter cold. But freezing. And, and with it, like it, 30, 40 it mile an hour affects wind. you, you yeah. big time if you're not ready for it. Yeah, and Miami is a good running team. We don't know if they're going to have Mostert right. um, at this point in yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think Isaiah Pacheco is a, is a great back to have mm-hmm. in these kind of conditions. But either way, yeah. um, two for KC, one for Miami. Um right. I think the weather benefits Pittsburgh because they're the underdog and they want to run the football. I still think Buffalo will win that yeah. that game. Me too. Yeah. Okay. I got Buffalo. Yep. Uh, all right. Buffalo. Uh, Dallas, probably the biggest favorite this weekend that's playing, Tony. Any reason to think they're going to lose at home? Uh, no. I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, right. I mean, at they're, home they're, especially. They're really, really good at home. Yep. Uh, this is, is the fun one. Uh, Rams and yep. the Lions. How do you see it? I've been, I, you know, it's funny. I've been thinking Rams upset for some reason all week, so I'm going with the Rams. Tone? Detroit. Detroit. I'm going L.A. too. Okay. Um, we'll see. I dig. pull it for my brother, Brunel, but, you know, taking that out of it, I, sure. I think the Rams got a good shot. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield plays. I think the Bucks win. I think they're the hot team. Ooh. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think they blow them out. Right. But – Philly's had a lot of issues. A.J. Brown is beat up right now. DeAndre Swift is is banged up. Hurts himself is giving up a lot of banged points. Up. Now I'm I'm counting on Baker Mayfield, who didn't practice the opening day last week either, being fine to play in this game on Monday. But yep. uh, I like the Bucks. Uh, who you going with? Tampa at home. Tampa at home. Yeah, I got Philly. Philly. Yeah, you know, I and I shouldn't because every week I've been picking them. Like, okay, they're going to turn it around. This the slide's going to stop. 
uh, Arizona, come on, they'll beat it, you know, and then they don't. So, but I, I do think, I think it's amazing to me that their defense has given up so many points when they've got a lot of talent up front. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, you get some of the best inside uh, defensive linemen in the game and you're getting moved around, you're getting right. pushed around. So I, Maybe that stops. I like what Fletcher Cox says. It all starts over this week. Uh, we did the poll today, which of the road underdogs is most likely to win on Super Wild Card Weekend. Now, we all – none of these were clean sweeps, right? So, we all thought at least uh, in each of these cases, at least one of us picked the underdog to win with the exception of Green Bay and Dallas, right? I, well, I guess the Pittsburgh – I'm thinking um, Cleveland, not an underdog. Uh, so, never mind. <laughs> What I just said. What are, what are the road underdogs? Who the, are they? Uh, Green Bay, okay. the Rams, Miami, Pittsburgh are the road underdogs, right? I'm going to say Green Bay has the best chance for the upset. Is that what you're asking out of the four? You, you just picked the Rams to win. Yeah. You said Green Bay. I thought you and said you Green th Bay was the. They they are. Uh, yeah. You picked <laughs> Dallas to beat them. You picked yeah. the Rams to actually win, but you think yeah. Green Bay has a better chance to win than the Rams, who you I, picked to win. No, no I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Green Bay was ranked high, like would be a bigger these are upset. All, these are all road underdogs. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, I, I thought the I best thought you chance ranked to win. I'm sorry. No, yeah. no, no. I got yeah. the. Rams. I'm just saying yeah, who is the bet? Yeah, right. Because yeah. you mean, actually picked from, them to win. Right. Um, Tony Has the seventh seed won a playoff game yet? I don't think so. We've uh, only had it for only a few had years. it for a couple yeah, of years. Couple I think years. the seven versus two matchups have been pretty lopsided. In the first couple of years, fifty-two percent think the Rams are the best bet yeah. to okay. win as cool. a road dog yeah. this weekend. Twenty-four percent go with Miami, sixteen with Green Bay, and seven and a half go with Pittsburgh. Uh, at about four hundred votes All in right. that one, right? Beautiful. There. All right, uh, our time is done. If you want to vent so about the Jags, the XL good. Prime Time is uh, waiting for you. So let's welcome them in. Now the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers, equal opportunity employer. All right, Matt Hayes is joining us, I think, en route to uh, the broadcast. Where are you guys today, Matt, up in Amelia Island? We're in Amelia Island with McCama. We're, we're, we're breaking it down here. All Jags, all college football, this crazy last 45 days for Florida State. It's a lot going on. There is a lot going on uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do you like the, uh, the road teams this weekend in the playoffs? Anybody stand out to you? Yeah, I, I, not really, honestly. <laughs> I, I actually look at this thing, and I, I, I like the Texans a lot. I really do. Um, I think the Dolphins can run the ball. That might help them. But, my God, if it's 30 below, who knows what happens in that game. Yeah. All right, uh, Matt, uh, have a good show out there today. Uh, wh <laughs> what's your locale up in Amelia today? Macama Brew Company. Okay, I didn't know. I, all right, I know you were with McComb. I didn't know you were at the uh, actual brewing company. All right, well, that's where they'll be yep. broadcasting for the next few hours. Matt, have a great show. Have a great weekend, man. All right, guys, you too. Thank you, buddy. Later, Matt. Matt Hayes and the crew will be all yeah, man. buckled in in a few minutes and <clears throat> ready to roll. Uh, Tommy Mack, uh, got a gig? Dad bods tonight, baby. We're back at it. First show of the year. We are at uh, Iggy's Bar and Restaurant Bar and Grill out on the patio. So come on out. Looks like the rain will be cleared by then. and. We'll be rocking 7 to 11. All right. Get into it. Uh, Tony, any big plans for the weekend? Uh, Going to do the annual kind of dinner with friends tomorrow night. I think we're going to Ruth Chris oh, uh, tomorrow. Nice. So I'm not sure if I'll be watching nice. the late playoff you don't, you game You don't need Peacock. Night. Do you have it? I do. You do have I it. I do. I had a friend who had a free six months 
from Halloween Horror Nights, so okay. I have it, but I don't mm. know if I'll be home. Have watching you checked? Like, do you have the tier that it's on? You do, okay? Because I've got Peacock. Yeah, I can yeah. watch like all the basic stuff. But uh, which one's on Peacock? Uh the KC Miami game. Okay. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever. You miss it. Uh, you miss it. I, I will miss it, <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. You know. Yeah. Um, just want to see the outcome. I'll probably. Uh, boy, I tell you, I, I I might not watch a whole lot of it. Yeah, I'm going to watch a lot. I, I mean, I love playoff football, man. I still am I not going to be home. Well, I'm not going to watch Saturday night. I'm going to play golf on Sunday, so yep. I'll probably miss at least the first one on yep. Sunday. But then once I get home, I'll, I'll settle in. The Rams in Detroit should be a it's fun game. To honestly, it's more just like that feeling of the Jags should be in this. You know, mm. and it's just that uh, for me could've. it is. Could have, right. Well, not should have, right. Yeah, they didn't earn their, their way in, but yeah. feel like the opportunity was – glaringly there falls yep. in their court i mean they should be the ones playing at 4 30 tomorrow we could all complain about they don't want to give us any love put us on at 4 30 who cares that's right who cares? Yeah, we'd put be us home. on peacock at 4 30 see if i care yeah we'd be home too right yeah would be nice all right uh pockets see you on the first tee yes sir all right there you go that'll do it for us this weekend right. for tom mcmanus tony smith and dylan denmark i'm mike dempsey stick around xl prime time with the crew Coming up next right here on 1010XL 92.5 FM.